good evening and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Well, welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about anniversary, all things anniversary, especially the video and the behind the scenes and the interview that they did with the behind the scenes. We've talked about the song a little bit, but what y'all think? Well, I actually um, paid for a ticket to be part of the Dream Stage Live thing, and there was a whole rigmarole of stuff that happened just before two o'clock. So I was stressed out whenever I got home and was able to log in and get started on it. So I wasn't able to pay the best attention as I would have otherwise. Um, I remember though thinking that that interview very, I mean, lately we've gotten some pretty freaking good interviews and between the Dream Stage Live interview and the Rolling Stone interview with Rob Sheffield, I love these people so much and I love the fact that they're all doing these interviews together and I thought it was such a joy to hear them talk about the record and then to learn about Allison. I didn't know about her yet. So it was interesting to see her in her outfit and her hair and sitting there with them. She fits right in with them and I thought what a perfect person to do this type of thing for this band so I was really impressed by her and then watching the documentary and the making of the video I learned a lot about cinematography process and like how she does her thing and I was telling my husband who's a photographer and a video maker too it's like she does this with her iPhone or iPad while the other people are filming and doing this and she uses pieces from her iPhone just all these things that she shared with her professional process I thought was super interesting and I kept thinking Nick loves this woman he's got to love this woman because they obviously had um an, an artistic uh, creation, uh, creative thing going together. I I don't love the video yet. It might take me a little bit, but I, I think it's an interesting concept. I think visually there's something different to see every time you look at it. I think that for this band, for what they're trying to portray, for the cheekiness of it, I think that it was, I think it's an appropriate video. And the use of like actors who are lookalikes for celebrities who are all partying with the queen and a castle. I, I, it is big, it's overdone, it's elaborate and cheesy and all that. And I, I think it fits. I just don't know how I feel about it, really. What do you guys think? I think it's a fun video. And I, yeah, I had to see it a few times to catch everyone. Or the first time around, I did, there was so much going on that, yeah, it was just my eyes were gravitating towards various things. And, and then sort of watching the documentary of how it all came together in one day. I think was pretty cool. All the everything that needed to be coordinated and, and all of that. So I sort of appreciated that part of it. I think it fits well with with the with the song and yeah, like the cheekiness of it and sort of the commentary of you know you don't know what's real or what's not. That's a pretty significant co- social commentary right now. And 
Yeah. I, mean, I thought that that was actually Daniel Craig. Really? I did too. Whoever that I is, too. I thought was Daniel Craig. I did too. And I thought, oh, okay, we got Daniel Craig in the video. And I was like, all right, who else we have? And then I saw, yeah, that it was like, they were lookalikes. And I thought, okay, we've got real actors sprinkled in with the lookalikes. And so I was trying to figure that out. But it's like, well, no, they're all lookalikes. There's a couple of folks that, you know, are, are, are real people or whatever. But yeah. I, I think, even I questioned whether fun. or not, I even questioned whether or not that was really Yasmin and yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. So yeah, and and the documentary itself, I I enjoyed it. I I, I like seeing the behind the scenes and just some of the commentary and and the interview. I think with Barry Flick was yeah, it was really really good. That there was some really good. It was just it was a discussion. It wasn't a quote unquote interview, and that I love. It just sort of went with the flow, and you know that's a, that's a sign of a good sort of journalist or someone who is in that position where they're interviewing of someone where you're not asking the sort of typical questions or bringing up the typical topics, especially for a band like this, right? And Lord knows there are typical topics that come up that it's like, oh God, are you going to go down that path? Really? Like everybody should know. And so I, I really enjoyed it. And he's a fan as well. So I, I really like what he sort of brought out of them. And it, it was a conversation as well. It just sort of let them kind of go. And I have to say, I absolutely was obsessed with Allison. Her Alexander McQueen jacket. That was like, oh, I love that jacket. Yeah, anyway, she was, she's like my new Joan Jett. I mean, I I was like, I want to be her. I liked her shoes. I liked the jacket. I liked her hair. I loved everything. Um, I, I also like that you noted the interviewer was also a fan because Rob Sheffield on the Rolling Stone uh, interview, big longtime fan. And I, I think that makes a difference. But yeah. I don't know, can you go 40 years and find someone who's not a fan? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, these guys obviously are deep listeners, long-time listeners. Uh, And Jennifer Aniston has popped up recently as a long-time fan who interviewed Simon. That's what Um, I was going to bring that up. But but I haven't haven't read or or seen anything on that one yet, so I don't know the dynamic in that list. Yeah, I read that article. Was was it the same? No. Okay. No, it was not the same. And sure, I'm sure she is a fan. And obviously, no one's going to be as obsessed and know everything and and whatever. Like some some of us, obsessed is a heavy word, but you know what I'm saying. That there's a really big fan. There aren't going to be, there isn't going to be that. However, there was a couple of things that came up where I thought, really? Don't know that? Mm -hmm. And you claim to be a fan? Mm -hmm. I I don't know about that. (laughs) But of course, that was just kind of like being silly. But I have to bring something up. with with the documentary, something that Simon said, and he said this over the years, and I think you know multiple band members have said this, where just talking about you know, the, the the real job of of a band is to make people feel better about themselves, bring people together, make them feel like they're not alone. We've heard this many times, but to hear it right now in this moment, again coming off of and and still feeling the residual of this pandemic and all these other elements that have come with that, it really uh, hit. It really hits you. And when when he said that, I got emotional. 
And because that, that's what brought the four of us together was the love of the band and the, the feeling that we, that they give us, they continue to give us, that they feel so, it makes us feel good. And when he said, you know, make you feel like you're not alone, that really resonated with me too. And I, I just love it. And at the end of that interview with Barry Flick, he said to them, you mean a lot to a lot of people. And here we go again. I've got the tears coming down because it was so, I've never heard anyone say that to them, right? Like in that position. And I, I, I think, and even in the Rolling Stone interview, there was, there was a little bit of that too, where I, I think he, he noted at some, at one point, you know, the world is always catching up to Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. And there's that acknowledgement of the impact that they've had and the influence that they've had. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be ignored. And of course, there was that period, a period of time where they just were never taken seriously and the critics were bashing them and all of that. They used that as fuel. And I think it, it, it's coming full circle. And I, I just, it, it's just so nice to hear. So nice to hear. Agree very much. I agree with everything that you've said um, so far, ladies. And um, I'm with you on that. I've got to watch Anniversary a couple of more times to kind of catch everything that's going on. I did wish that there was more of the band in the video. Uh, but of course, it's going to be a Duran Duran video. I expect to see them a lot. But I understand the concept. I understand, you know, the meaning behind it and, you know, why the concept came together. And like you two, I appreciate, I love behind the scenes stuff. So I appreciated the documentary and I appreciated the video that much more to hear uh, about everything that went into making the video. And to your point, Dee, in such a short period of time that she had to get it all together. And I like her tenacity, Allison. Um, I like that she was saying that, you know, you can't tell me that I can't do something because I'm going to make it happen. Uh, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she's sassy and I love it. And to your point, like, you know, her sitting next to Nick, uh, you know, during the interview, I think was purposeful because that absolutely made sense. Absolutely. Um, and her sense of style. And I was, I'm familiar with Larry Flick because I listen to Sirius X and Volume. So he's been a guest uh, during Nick and Lori's show, um, Volume in the Morning. And I've, I've heard his, you know, he's uh, had reviews of different music and everything. So again, it's always so much better to have like a fan who actually knows their history to be interviewing. And to your point, he did a great job like Rob Sheffield did asking some questions, but not your typical questions and letting the conversation kind of flow and letting the band talk more so than asking your typical questions and the things that we've, we already should know. Uh, about the band if you are a fan um not to say that you can't you should know everything and um, we're we're always learning things about the band as well the average interviewer outside of the cycle has typically asked the same question over and over and over again so it's been refreshing to hear some unique questions and different questions and questions from a fan's perspective remember not that long ago when they started resurging i think Around the time Invisible came out a few months ago, there were explicit statements of, we're not going to address the past. We're not going to talk nostalgia. And maybe that was something that was set before, but I definitely think that having a, a, a true fan, like these guys were gushing over this band. They were true fans. Having true fans interview them, it would be like one of us interviewing them. We're not going to talk to you about where did you get the name Duran Duran. 
I, it, it, that's just not going to happen. But I heard that in that iHeart radio interview with the box and all this. Anyway, um, but no, that that whole we're not talking nostalgia, I think, was uh, was something that was set already. And people know we're not going to let's not address that one. The cool thing about both of those interviews is that it came about organically, right? He didn't they didn't explicitly necessarily ask a retro type question. In the conversation, though, it led to some reflection by them, right? So it organically kind of came out. And that, I think, is the best way for that to happen. I kept thinking that, too, as I was listening to it, because I was like, Sheffield, why are you asking a question about planet Earth? But then he was tying it to newer things or, or things that, and John will talk, 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 talk about all that stuff. I loved they, they would say, gosh, that's a great question. And then would give all this great detail and stories. And I, I agree. I think that form of building a story was both of their MO in this questioning process they had. But there's a real difference between nostalgia and legacy. And they talked about legacy. You know, they're not talking about nostalgia. It's not a money grab going, you remember 40 years ago, X, Y, Z. You know, and, and they even acknowledge in the, some of these songs we've been talking about, we hear some Easter eggs and we want to hear more Easter eggs. And we're listening to it to hear some of these sonic Easter eggs that we we know what it is. It's a wink to your past. It's a wink to your legacy. And they know that, that that's their success started there. So I think that that's why they are, you know, they're unafraid to talk about that because that's where where, you know, where they came from and they have to kind of have a little retrospect there. And but like I said, there's a big difference between a nostalgia grab and acknowledging a legacy. And I feel like, you know, these interviewers were able to frame it such a way that they were wanting to talk about the legacy and how the legacy has brought them to where they are today. Great point. I love the and I love the fact that Duran are still making proper videos because so many people now just like take their GoPro or whatever, or just slap things together like they were doing in the 80s when Duran went out and filmed all the many movies they did. So the fact that, you know, they're not going to do it for every single song anymore, but the, but they, they know that video is part of their legacy. I think that's pretty amazing that they'll still take the time to put together some of these really over-the-top videos. It is an art piece. This Allison Jackson is an artist first and foremost, so we know that that was very interesting, especially to Nick. And then the satire piece, I think British people love all that satire. It's very culturally very important to them, so that was another piece of it there when you look at some of her other artwork it's pretty hilarious and it's all these little images of these interesting things so you know i would definitely think if people like the video go look at her website and look at her still imagery because some of it is pretty thought-provoking but it was interesting that she said this was the hardest thing she's ever done because it would have like 20 different impersonators or whatever we want to call them lookalikes at the same time. They talked about how they had their good side because you're right, that Daniel Craig guy, I thought was Daniel Craig. And I think it might have been funny if they'd thrown one or two actual friend celebrities in there just to throw us off. But, yeah. you know, that didn't happen. But then in the behind the scenes, when he looked straight on, you could tell it wasn't him. But she was able to get like those angles, especially like, and when she showed them when they had the car with JT like that, that she just ran out and grabbed it like in five minutes or whatever. She's like, I don't have time yeah. the crew. I'm doing this myself. And that oh, was one of her iPad car. things. She just took yeah. her iPad because she's like, I can't take six crews of people out here. It would take too long. So I'm just going to go do exactly. that. I exactly. loved the drama with the guy playing Elton John and yeah. the, the lady playing, um, was it Cher behind yeah. him? 
Like he kept hitting funny. her with his wings and she yeah. fussed and then Freaking he fussed. Out. Oh, that was so dramatic. They're I like, they actually think they think they're the actual celebrities. Yeah, right. <laughs> Danielle, I didn't even know she was supposed to be Cher. I mean, I don't she look like Cher. She didn't look like Cher at all. And I, they had other random, just over-the-top people in the party, so it wasn't like all the lookalikes. I thought she was a random. And then when at the end, when he's at the pool, and they thought they thought he like passed like out. He, passed out. <laughs> he was a total like drama queen. He was. He was funny. Was he was yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> He was a funny guy. So and what do we think about the kids who were hired to play members of the band? I love that Don said the kids. Andy character was right on. The Andy character. Yeah. The Andy model. Whoever. But I I thought I thought they did she did a good job picking them. I don't necessarily think that those guys look much like as much as they could. But I did love the like Roger and John and I think even Simon trying to teach them mannerisms yes. and holding the face and pretend yes. like you're gonna get laid later and all that stuff. <laughs> so, was so John was like John was like, You're definitely more interested in that girl over there than you are in getting your notes right. And then Nick was like, Yeah, just just look good. That's just look good. Like, you know, first thing, you gotta look good. That's right. As long as you look so good. in the behind the Love scenes it. she talked about how hard it was to cast all of them. So I will give her props for getting them and get those wigs. They each had like five wigs to look like their hair the thing is and i don't know if she realized doing this video those of us that have been around since the beginning know what they look like this we kind of have them memorized so honestly i was a little off put when i watched it because i was like yeah he's okay and eh, he's okay Ooh, he's not as cute as he was in real life like i'm not gonna say who or whatever but it, it was just kind of like we they're part of our dna which is so weird that we know them so, so well, I guess, because we stared at them on our walls for like years and years in our adolescence, that it was like, they showed the picture that they were like styling them after, which was actually like the cover of one of the magazines, which I'm like, why did they pick those outfits for a party? Because I mean, I was overanalyzing it way too much, because I'm like, they would have been in their suits at a big party. I think you were overanalyzing that, because I love those striped shirts and those military jackets. I love that so much. agree i love a stripe and to yeah. me the stripe represented from the beginning so when i think of like early duran in the beginning of duran i think of a horizontal horizontal black and white stripe and a jacket in that military look and so in the i thought the wigs were good as well because that's how i envisioned them you know andy the with the blonde hair yeah. and i thought of all of the lookalikes i think that simon looked when you in the shot in the video when they're all at the you know next to their 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 quote quit doppelganger i thought that simon uh the structure of his face was was closest to simon and his yeah. hair i thought his hair yeah was best. right and, and actually i think they matched the funko pop like i think some of the outfits are pretty close to those and i'm fine i'm not i'm not having an issue with the stripe but it, it was an interesting you're right it's early duran that was definitely a very influential look but then the andy was way taller than the rest and it was like someone could have just said put the other guys on a little box because Andy's short. So there were some details like that, but we only saw them for like I didn't even see know, that. 10 seconds of the video. We don't see them very long, and it just flashes here and there. It, I think it, Andy it was, was taller because he was standing on something that was taller. Like, I think that's 
what made him taller, just in the um, position of like how they sh- uh, shot the yeah, shot. Yeah, the shot, like the shot was yeah. positioned that way. I, I don't well, know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and Simon didn't think tall was enough to me, but. And yeah, you're getting really into detail. Way overanalyzing. It's called suspension of disbelief. Yes. So for me, I was like, fine. Listen, with all the behind the scenes of. And now that we know the time frame that she had to work in, and yeah. then I was very impressed with, you know, as someone that's, you know, into fashion and fashion design and the behind the scenes of it all, I was really impressed they had all of those options of outfits for the guys and all, like, to your point, all the wigs options. I mean, the amount of detail that she was trying to fit in in such a, a short period of time. I mean, congratulations, Allison, because that's a lot of work behind the scenes at a fashion show or any kind of fashion shoot um, of any sort uh, to have all of those options and looks ready to go at a short moment of time is, is an incredible feat. So congratulations, Allison. Yeah, that was awesome. My one final comment about the younger Andrews, as we'll call them. Roger's the only one with sons, and his sons look a lot like him. So that would have been an easy one. I was kind of surprised one of them didn't show up. I will now quit talking about the younger Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other celebrities were pretty funny and I, they, they did ask you know, why did you pick certain ones and I sort of think there's certain ones that she worked with a lot that she knew were really strong that she pulled them in specifically and then there are some that I think are bigger deal in the UK like I didn't even kind of know who a handful of them were but then other people did know who they were so it was it was fun it was fun to see it kind of like a party and just fun to just it's the kind of video you can watch a bunch of times and get something different every time that you watch it Allison Jackson is just a little bit older than I am and I thought she was about their age so she she she's not old because I'm not old and she's just a little bit older than I am that's crazy that is crazy to me. I'm looking at her website right now, and the first thing that pops up is a, a, an image of the video still. Yeah. And she has a lot more of the royals of all the royals. Yeah. I will say that I think Queen is also some of my favorite parts of the video, like when they're playing poker, and even like Roger talks about, I just wanted a selfie with the Queen, and then they actually videoed that part of it. So, and then the corgis, like all of that was kind of cute, and it reminded me a little bit of the halftime show for the Olympic Olympics when they had Daniel Craig like airlift into the Buckingham Palace with the corgis and everything. It was a little bit of that, which is fun. So yeah. Well, everybody needs to go watch it again. Come to the, the Instagram page and tell us who your favorite lookalikes are for sure. Any other thoughts on Anniversary Ladies? It's still one of my favorite songs so far to listen to because it's so dancey and I like so long to it. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds great live. Um, since we've got to hear it, you know, three times now, it is a celebration. And, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let's just say happy birthday, LeBon, one more time. Well, this is going to come after his birthday. I know, but we can still say happy birthday, LeBon. We so celebrated what? Deanna for happy more than birthday, week, so. yeah. I'm still celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So what was, let's really quickly talk about the, the Sonic Easter eggs and anniversary. Let's, what do we hear when we listen? I don't remember what I've named before, but I hear so much. Like, there's a drum fill that I swear is Hungry Like the Wolf or something. I can't exactly place it. I thought Found we talked about what we heard um, we last have. time when we were in person. We talked about what we heard. Oh, good. Okay. 
because I yes. don't remember right now. Yeah, because I remember saying, I yeah, it's on record. We talked about, I heard the reflex. I remember oh, sitting right. and that's I right. remember we sitting did. at your table. Yes, right. we, did. Okay. we did. Okay, so everybody go watch the anniversary video and super fun song. Yay! Give us some, give us some uh, thoughts of yours on our Instagram page. Let us know what you think. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.